Dylan's bonking over here. <laughs> Kyle, this is your cue to insert the color bar scratch. They only came to see the park at night They only brought the torches for the light Streamers, welcome into an in-person edition of Streamer Season, the exclusive TV movie podcast for streaming platforms on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Here's a little ASMR for everybody. Wow. Not a sponsor, so we're not telling you what that was, but you can guess in the YouTube comments below. Uh, it's KB and Dylan coming at you from Dylan's Underground Studio. We have a lot to get into on this episode, yes, sir. talking She-Hulk episode two, which was mind-blowingly short, yet <laughs> I like that. they packed in so much into a 25-minute runtime episode, uh, and then cue the music, uh, House of the Dragon episode one, which we will have a big announcement right before we yes. start that segment. And so I just watched it. We just watched it. <laughs> I watched it for a second time to kind of just like get my brain flowing properly because for the folks at home that don't know, I'm doing this. I'm equating this, Dylan, to essentially the Marvel timeline watch order mm -hmm. for Game of Thrones where like I'm going and watching the things that happened first. Uh, and... That's what I did. I watched House of the Dragon episode one. We're going to talk about that. Nice. And we're going to get into everybody's favorite segment, the streaming platform, Multiverse News and Notes, brought to you by the homies over at Pickup. But before we get started, make sure you're following us on the socials, at StreamerSZN on Twitter, on Instagram. Follow Dylan on Twitter, at Dylan Mazzola. Follow me on Twitter, at KBIZZL311. Follow the network on Twitter and Instagram, at UndergroundPHI. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our sure. written content. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple yes. Podcasts, Spotify. Dylan, what should they be leaving in the podcast reviews on Apple? We get to do it in person. In person <laughs> for the first time, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. Um, but no, as always, uh, it doesn't change because we're in person. Um, you guys are going to leave in the comments and the likes and the reviews, all that good stuff. But in those comments and in those reviews, you're going you're gonna to give... Kyle and I ideas on what to watch next. We have all the services, um, literally all of them. I mean, behind me, I'm signed into the HBO Max, and on that device, there's tons, tons and tons and tons. So just please let us know what to watch. Let us know what you're watching. Kyle, I just watched Game of Thrones with Kyle, I, and like that's crazy to think because in the year of our Lord 2022, <laughs> because Kyle has said some outlandish, out-pocket things about Game of Thrones in the past, rightfully so, and I just watched it with him. So the point is, give us an idea, and we'll do it. So leave those five-star reviews on Apple, five-star ratings on Spotify. Yes. 
Just run it up. Share it with your friends. And, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. You have full video episodes of every single episode of Streamer Season plus every Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast. That's the main show. That's Outside the Box. That's Top Bins with Matt and Dom. Get in the hole with Steve and our new co-host, professional golfer, Ben Pirro. That's awesome. That's the Loaded Box Fantasy Football Podcast with Pat Pitts and OC coming to the channel later this week. That's the Dan Russo show that just premiered season five. A lot of content. That's Eagles Enemies with your boy every single week during Eagles season. So subscribe to the YouTube channel. Comment down below your thoughts on She-Hulk episode two, your theories, House of the Dragon episode one. And like Dylan said, whatever you're watching on your favorite streaming platform, let us know because we want to watch it with you. Big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. You got to be rocking those blue light plus glasses when you're taking your ass to Westeros. So go to TomahawkShades.com. Use code USP at checkout for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. Kenwood Beer, Dylan's favorite beer when he's watching dragons light up some dead people. (laughs) Go to KenwoodBeer.com. Dylan, they tweeted... Those beautiful, beautiful Dude, rope hat snapbacks that are those dropping hats soon are sick. And Kenwin, if you're watching, um, don't don't watch me. <laughs> this is not this, for all. Yeah, this is actually Kenwood. Yeah, we just blur the can. <laughs> Let's go with that. This is Kenwood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we will be getting those hats very, very soon because, for those of you that know, I am on a full blown rope hat kink swing. Love them right now. They're my favorite type of hat. Uh, and Kenwood's dropping the most beautiful ones. They tweeted on their Twitter because uh, that's the only place you can tweet. Uh, so go to KenwoodBeer.com. Use that Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. Plus the boys over at Bino. Go to BinoBoard.com. Get your hands on that Gila Monster board. That thing looks like a dragon. Lit that bitch up. And now it's a sand. It's a sand surface. Yeah, I Googled the sand one. It looks crazy. It's sick. Go to BinoBoard.com and use code BinoUSP at checkout for tw- uh, 10% off your order at BinoBoard.com. Dylan, let's hulk out for our favorite muscle, Mommy. <gasps> She-Hulk episode two dropped today as we record this on Thursday. Very short episode. Yeah, it was only 30 minutes, and that's not including opening like About opening four Marvel minutes of scene, credits. Credit and scene, yeah. But I didn't hate it. I thought it was a good well, last inclusion of like everything, for the most part, that we've seen in the trailers, plus a shit ton more content that I was not expecting from episode two of nine. Yeah. Um, your initial thoughts before we get into the breakdown. I was right about who she's defending. You were, I think you agreed as well on that, so we both called that. So, <laughs> we open up with Jennifer Walters uh, being the hero at the bar, but not the hero following her her hulking out in the courtroom. Uh, we get the news casts all over Los Angeles talking about a new hero. They refer to Titania as a uh, superhuman influencer. And didn't they say she was like low on sugar or they something? They said her blood sugar was <laughs> <Yeah>. low. <laughs> so Titania, allegedly a diabetic. Um, Searching then, for candy, question mark? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the candy? Right here. Um <laughs> uh, so then we see everything, and then we get the name drop, She-Hulk, very early on mm-hmm. in the season and very early on in this episode. Uh, so we get that name drop there. And Jen's now a hero at the bar. but A legend, even. Gets fired for hulking out in the courtroom. I was going to say, so just because you're a legend at the bar, folks, just like in real life, um, 
doesn't always mean your legend at work. <laughs> yes. So she loses her job. Everything that she spent the student loans on and everything just gets yanked from her uh, as the defendant was basically calling a mistrial for everything that happened. Jen's at the bar. She's balling on a budget now. Can't afford the drinks Relatable. anymore. <laughs> and uh, then we see Homeboy, who called the mistrial on her, offer her a job to come work for him. Uh, so she gets fired because of him and then gets hired because of him. And he wants her to come work at their law firm to work in the new superhuman division. Clearly this is the bad guy, right? Like, there's no doubt. I'm still... Or a bad guy, I guess. He's definitely a bad... He kind of reminds me of what Hayward was in WandaVision. Okay. Um, it's very funny that they both have H last names. Um... But that's what he kind of reminds me of. Where I don't know if he's gonna be the full blown villain. Which could be a sub, like a subplot, like a sub right. One. I think he's gonna be one of those like underlying, like red herring villains, like a like a D or C C tier villain. Yeah, like he'll dickhead. be a certified dickhead for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but he, I don't know if he's gonna be the actual full blown <laughs> villain. Um, and basically, Dylan, I don't know if you caught this. Let Let's tap into this a little bit. When Jen is scrolling uh, the website for, you know, career revival jobs after getting fired. Yeah. Did you see the advertisements that were on the website? I did not because I, hopefully my work's not listening. I watched it at work. <laughs> so, there was an advertisement for Iron Man 3's, some shoes. Very funny. <laughs> That's funny. Underneath the Iron Man 3's, there were article links, basically. One of them... Uh-oh. Tim- Finally, is the Tim Vole hat coming on yet or no? I think your jaw's about to drop uh, because it's not exactly tin that we're talking about. The first one, though, we finally get reference to Tiamat just being out in the Indian Ocean, chilling. It's like, what is that giant thing out in the Indian Ocean doing? Yeah. Uh, Fair. And then I'm going to read, the, I'm going to look this up on Twitter That's fine. just to have it verbatim um, Smart because man. this is a huge reveal. In my opinion, for huge six one six. So the Iron Man three, the related articles to what uh, Jen Walters was looking at. Why is there a giant statue of a man sticking out of the ocean? Uh, then it kind of cuts off and it says scientists discover and you can't see what's underneath. But the first main article, Dylan, this is going to get you very happy. I probably will be happy. Man fights with metal claws in bar brawl. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Which makes sense because there's often there's quite a few versions and iterations of Logan and Hawk fighting and helping each other. Um, they're kind of characters that work well with each other, given Logan's uh, ability to you know not die essentially, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you know anybody who's a Hawk ability to be I don't know. Like a, a moving freight train. Right. Um, which also makes for good fights, Marvel. <coughs> and we all know from that original uh, X-Men movie that Kevin Feige was an associate producer on, got his start in the business because of the X-Men, Wolverine gets in that bar brawl. That's a good point. Wolverine exists in 616 in some capacity now. But that... My only question with that is, does that mean he's the first mutant? Or is it not counting him as a mutant because he was... I think he's... Sciencey boy now at this point. He is a mutant, but I think... But the, Are you talking like for the MCU 616 yeah, first mutant? Like, so I think it's Kamala Khan. So if 
Oh, okay, true. Yeah, because I, I was just saying with, with with Logan, if if that's if it's actually if he's actually legit, you know, it's right. an Easter egg. We'll, we'll take it for what it is. But like with the story of Logan, you know, he have obviously has his like bone claws, correct, and, and then gets metal, uh, the adamantium. Thank you. Um, so at that point, I guess technically he's still a mutant because of his health, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he's also a science project. Yeah, and I I think. Very similar to how they did Tom Holland Spider Man, where we didn't really get an origin story. We didn't yeah, see just kind of like I think that's what they're gonna do with a lot of the mutants too, where it's like, hey, they exist, they're here. Yeah. I saw a good theory. I think uh, MT from New Rockstars brought this up. Like the amount of just like cosmic radiation from all the snaps that happened might have some sort of play in how people have their DNA kind of mutated because it's out there floating in the air and like. We got, what, three snaps when Thanos snapped the first time. We had Hulk snap. We had Tony snap. Like, there's a lot of that cosmic Infinity Stone radiation out there that's still at play. And I think that might be part of how they incorporate some of the mutants into the MCU. That's true. And Earth, uh, <laughs> in the MCU, has been invaded by quite a few different alien species. Yes. And just like in real life, when... People have visited places for the first time. They bring diseases, so you're not wrong in terms of, like, it's very feasible to go that route. And I would actually like that to be the route they go, like, you know, mm-hmm. between scrolls and et cetera, et cetera, and Thanos is snapping and the radiation. People are going to get a little freaky. Yes. As, as, as uh, Jalen Hurts once said. Let's get freaky. Let's get freaky. Um, we have Jen call our boy Bruce Banner, Smart Hulk as well, Smart to... Hulk. Let her know that her new job wants her to defend one Emil Blonsky. Smart Hawk is proving your theory or your what you're talking about like last episode, right? We're getting a, we're getting a little close to that World War Hulk, <laughs> Dylan. Uh, but I, I love this phone call sequence because uh, you know Jen asks, "Hey, are you okay with this?" Like da 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 da. Hulk's like, "Yeah, Emil sent me a, a haiku a few years ago. We we smoothed things out and quote." That fight was so many years ago. I'm a completely different person now. Literally. Which is a great joke <laughs> slash Easter egg in itself. Incredible. Because as we all know, the Incredible Hawk has been... This is our third live-action Incredible Hawk. It was first Eric Banana, Banana, however you pronounce his name. Eric Banana, I Banna, think. there you go. Which is kind of ironic because Bruce Banner. Yeah. Eric <laughs> now that I think about that. Uh, the infamous good actor, terrible person, Edward Norton, apparently. I don't know him. And then Mark Ruffalo now. Yes. Great joke. Great yes. delivery there. Um, and then Jen asks Hulk if he's going to be coming out to L.A. anytime soon. And he says, well, not really. I got some things I got to take care of. And then we pan out and we see the Hulk is not exactly in his lab that we saw in episode one. But he is on that Sakaar spaceship, Dylan. Hulk's going to space. I think he's been going to space for quite some time because we saw that, uh, you know, Battle Royale champion helmet that he had there in episode one in his yeah. little cabana. I don't know. It's it's starting to feel like Hulk's been making a lot of trips to Sakaar lately, and this also happening in She-Hulk, which this is the first show post-Thor Love and Thunder, mm-hmm. uh, because the announced cut scene from Thor Love and Thunder where allegedly Christian Bale filmed things with um, Peter Dinklage and Jeff Goldblum. This makes a little more sense as to potentially why 
the scene with Gore the God Butcher and Jeff Goldblum's character was cut. Because if Hulk is going to be a massive part of this show, and I know they've lied to us now on IMDb twice because we have not seen our favorite boy, Charlie Cox, yet. Yeah. If the Hulk's going to be in all nine episodes, though, we're going to have to see him in outer space on Sakaar, which makes me think we're going to see Jeff Goldblum in some capacity. I hope so, but it's starting to feel like IMDb screwed the pooch, and I feel like we might only see Charlie Cox for like a episode at this point because it just doesn't feel like he's going to pop up organically in any way. Which, I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but to go with your point, I, I do like how they're incorporating space and Zakar and Hawk. And maybe, I just thought that when you're talking, maybe he's going there because he's regressing as Smart Hawk and can't control it. So maybe him going in outer space is him getting his freak on and just going batshit crazy. I don't hate that. Because That's a if he's going to be a champion again, right? Right. Unless he owes like money or something, which would be funny. It's like a big, the Big Lebowski, but in space. Mm-hmm. Um, which the Big Lebowski's been referenced in Marvel with Thor. That's true. Um, but the point is, that's a good point. Point is, like, when he's a champion, he is regular Hulk. I mean, he's a little more right, a little more. I don't want to say nice, but a little more like conscience. You know, what I mean, like he's yeah. he's kind of there, but he's still very much the Hulk. Right. And if he's going to that planet to allegedly compete or fight, the OG. Brute Hawk is probably more preferable than the combined person personas. Right. That's a good. I didn't even think of that really, but that's I like that, especially now that his little prototype machine to kind of retract him from being the Hulk is is broken. That's a good theory. Could for all we know, Bruce made a deal with with himself with Hawk. Hey, we'll go to this planet. You get to smash things. You get to maybe even murder. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to Earth. And we're one again. I also thought of something because he is in the smart Hulk form. He's got all this knowledge and everything yeah. now. Potentially, he's like Sakar's like lead scientist. <laughs> That's cool too. And like is helping them kind of regain like everything after they lost uh, so much, you know, from people losing in in champion duels and everything like that. Um, and now that he has all this technology, has all this information about everything that happened in the blip, like we don't know what happened on Sakar during the blip. So much shit could have happened. Um, I feel like he could also potentially be like helping them kind of like progress as a civilization almost. Um, Going which back would be making amends. Maybe he, as Smart Hawk, is actually like taking away the fighting pits. Mm-hmm. And like, like to go on your point, is making them a civilized society. Or he's got a son on the way. <laughs> That could be also another theory. <laughs> uh, we also meet Jen's parents. Uh, this is the second straight show that we get like a family dynamic, which I like. Yes, um, you can tell they're definitely seasoned vets with green people in that family yes. because no one, no one gives a, a fuck. Yes, <laughs> uh, and it's clear that uh, cousin Ched is not a smart cookie. No, uh, got got promoted at Best Buy though. Best Buy MCU canon. That's pretty interesting. We stand, we stand, Chet though. <laughs> he's he's a working man, Kyle. He's a working man. Um, and then also in this episode, we get obviously the Emil Blonsky stuff, which we're going to get into here. Yeah. Why are they, they're trying to make his character like mentally unstable. Yes. Which I, I get, I guess. You get it towards that end of the episode. Yeah. Of like, is he playing some sort of game here? I mean, Blonsky's wearing Crocs for crying out loud. I don't know if anybody picked up on that. Were they in sport mode though? 
that's a good Easter egg that we'll have to go back and look at. <laughs> um, Blonsky's in in the uh, the prison that we previously saw uh, in Miss Marvel that the clandestines easily escaped from somehow. Um, we all know how we felt about the clandestines, though. Um, Blonsky's in there, and he he kind of drops what I found is like a little nugget. He's got seven. Um, what did he call them? Seven soulmates is what he called them. Now, Dylan, I know there is a scene where there's like people up top in that protective facility of his prison cell. The seven soulmates thing to me felt like a reference to the Thunderbolts. That would make the most sense because his character is not one to show split personas like a Moon Knight Mm -hmm. or a, um, what's the M. Night Shyamalan movie? With, uh, what's his face? The guy from X-Men. He goes crazy. He says, like, oh, James McAvoy. Yeah. It's a split, right? It's a split. Split, yeah. Yeah. It, no, he's not, like, that kind of vibe. Like, he may may be crazy, may not be crazy. Um, But, yeah, I agree. He's definitely referencing that. Yeah. So, I think he's referencing that there, um, which also makes me think that, like, Val is going to show up at some point. Which will definitely have... At least I would say like a like a hint or a name drop, but I also think I wouldn't be surprised if she's like cameo or just like a even just like a hi I'm Val here's my card kind of thing. Yeah, like we kind of saw in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier with her she and John scooped, Walker. Scoop John Walker up. She was like, I I like you. Well, she wasn't the first one to scoop up Abomination because Jen's new boss calls her and says, "You might want to turn on the TV." <laughs> we turn on the TV, Dylan. And it was referenced last week that She-Hulk takes place shortly after everything with Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. We see (laughs) Abomination in the Golden Daggers Club, getting his freak on, fighting in that cage match against Wong that we saw in Shang-Chi on the news. So, not it's very interesting from this aspect, and we'll talk about this right now, like... They're happening almost at the same time. Happening pretty much at the same time there, but also an underground fight club was being broadcast to the world, which we saw phones out and everything in the Golden Daggers Club with people recording stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, obviously we saw on the bus, you know, homeboy that came back from Spider-Man uh, Homecoming was and live. Someone, and someone snitched, bro. Somebody posted that video, sent it to the news, and now the Golden Daggers, I mean, that opens up a huge can of worms in my, like, head canon that, like, do people now know that, like, the Ten Rings are still bumping and grinding around? Like, Well, at the very least, they, they learned that a literal fight club with meta-human, true. metahumans exist. Um, and, you know, you can make an educated guess, even if you didn't know in, like, the MCU if you were alive. You didn't know what the Ten Rings were. You we could still fathom and put together like someone's organizing this evil fight ring, whether you know it's you know what I mean whether you know it's them or not because of how much background knowledge you have. Because the same thing with same thing with like with real life. People right. are educated on stuff. People are not. So there are people that would know exactly what they are. There's people that would have the tinfoil hats and they'd be like, they're real. You know what I mean? Like, right. So you know what I mean? But yeah, I do. It's, it's an interesting way to look at it though. Now to bring. Back the little Wolverine Easter egg that we had on the website. I there. will always talk about my boy. Obviously, we have the unconf- like unnamed Shang Chi series. Yes. 
that is announced, just don't know when and what. We both have speculated as soon as we saw Shang-Chi and saw that the Ten Rings would return. We're going to get a fight club, you know, tournament-style kung fu tournament show. Crime kung fu tournament-esque show. Knowing the crazy fighting instincts of Wolverine, tinfoil prediction number one here for She-Hulk. His debut is on there. Logan Wolverine is going to be in that kung fu tournament fighting against... Whoever shows well, up. Well, if you want to go down the tinfoil rabbit hole one more uh, for one more like second, I guess I'll ask this for the people watching: Who would you like to be the next Wolverine? Or do you think? Do you have any? I know. I know we all know Hugh Jackman's going to show up for for Secret Wars with every variant showing up. Like it's bound to. He's happen. He's going to be a cameo, but he's not going to reprise the role right. in, in the sense of being a feature-length film. Wolverine. Correct. Like he's I, not going to be the long-term Wolverine. He, he did say he, he would come back for a movie if it was. I think. And I think it was last summer we saw his Instagram story. He was with Kevin Feige, posted a photo with him, posted uh, the Wolverine down. claws. And then took it down. Right. Granted, I think he was just trolling, to be honest. Um, but at the same time, I think he did say that he wanted to be in. An Avengers movie or a team. He wanted to be with some other hero. Point is... And then there was the rumored, you know, Chris Evans, when the rumor came out that he's going to come back for two more Captain America movies. Everybody knows the backstory of Logan being in the World War II era and everything. They fight together. And they fight together. That I would love with Hugh, Hugh Jackman, Jackman and Chris, Chris Evans. Evans. That would be fucking phenomenal. And the same actors that played, um, like, his squad in the OG Captain America. Yes. Like, a dude with the bowler hat. Bucky, like that would yeah, be, be great. Awesome. Fred Skull again. I think Fred Skull's coming back sooner than we think. They just they won't get the same actor again, unfortunately. He's like really weird with roles. Hugo Weaving. Um, but so any uh, any any fan cast? Any idea who you would want as Logan? I know I know I'm, a lot a lot of people are set on either. There's the Daniel Radcliffe. I'm train. I'm big hype on that. There's the. There was the other one that actor we talked from the about. Kingsman. What's his name? Oh, what is his name? I'll pull it up here. Aaron something 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 with a T. Like something something tag tagger tag Aaron 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 Eggart Tagger Tagar something. I don't know. Taron 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 Eggart. I don't know. I'm so close. Someone's watching. Like this kid's dumb. Aaron, no, not Aaron. Something Kingsman. That boy is old. The Kingsman. Or he's in Sing, I think, too. But the King cast. Taron Egerton. Okay, we I was close. like, I was there. We were close. Yeah, we talked about that a few months ago. He recently bulked up. Right. Don't mind me, folks. Just eating this generic Shoprite brand. Not naming the product. <laughs> and then the the rumor out there was like saying that he's down to play it and everything like that. So he did confirm he was approached by Marvel before mm-hmm. to play. Cyclops. Okay. Wouldn't hate that either. Instead, he didn't want to do it because he wanted people to see his eyes. Interesting. In his words, I believe he said, because the eyes, as my profession, are like the weight of the soul or something like that. Hmm. Which I, I can respect that. I can respect that. She said no. But, maybe they reapproached him. Him or Radcliffe make a ton of sense. You want to get you want to get one of those guys because they're in their 30s. And they're can lower do 30s. multiple movies. Um, they're both not tall guys. They're tiny. And I think both of them have like a big fan base, especially Daniel Radcliffe, obviously, that it would draw so many people out 
to the movie theater to see any movie the with Wolverine. The only risk with Radcliffe is A, would he truly want to do it? Because he, 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 ever since he broke away from Harry Potter, he is doing, and rightfully so, he's doing like niche little indie type films mm-hmm. that he personally enjoys, which is cool. Like and that. he's in that show on FX too. Yeah. That's like, it's the same cast, but they change the, the plot every season and the, the setting and everything. And then Taron is kind of in, in the same light. Well, same Like he's, his career is blowing up recently. Mm-hmm. Like he had the Kingsman. He did the Elton John movie. Right. He's in Sing. I'm sure if, if you have kids who are listening, they probably watch that. So he's in notable like acts. And landing a Marvel film, let alone films, as Logan would be crazy for him. Radcliffe already has, you know, we, right. we has know, the sensationalized film the series. Potter, like, yeah. Which could be also a double-edged sword because he's typecasting. Mm-hmm. It's hard for someone who he's literally seen as a, as a wizard. I think it's been long enough, maybe? a good enough time away from Harry Potter because I think the Deathly Hallows Part 2 came out in like 2011. Which is crazy to think about, it's by the way. nuts. And he's done so many more movies and shows since that I feel like people are now just like, oh, that's Daniel Radcliffe. Like, he did um, he did this horror movie, of The Woman in Black, he was mm-hmm. in. Um, he's obviously in that FX show that I'm blanking on what it's called. Uh, he's being Weird Al Yankovic. He's the, the bad guy in that new Sandra Bullock movie yes. with Channing Tatum. He's in that. He's going to be Weird Al in Weird Al's uh, biopic. He's I think I think he's starting to truthfully f- truly branch out, branch out and, and to be seen as Daniel Radcliffe as opposed to Harry Potter. That's true. Which is a, a good thing for his career at this stage. And it helps cuz like like I said both of them are like not tall guys. Uh Hugh Jackman is the opposite. Like he's a taller man. Mm-hmm. Wolverine comic book wise, I always get this messed up and I always forget so if you're a diehard nerd, I'm sorry, but he is not he's like I think he's like 5 foot 4 or yeah. 5 or maybe 5 6. At least in the X-Men animated series that I've been watching too, he looks kind of small. He's not a big guy. Right. And he's he's bulky, like he's built, but he's not tall. I think out of the two actors we just named, I think the tallest one of the two is like 5'9", five, 5'8". Five, yeah, so see. that fits the mold of like a smaller guy. I'm not sure. Radcliffe, Taron Egerton's 5'9". Radcliffe might be like 5'7". He looks pretty tiny. And Radcliffe is 5'5". Five, five. That fits the height requirement yes. extremely well. Now, he would have to put on some muscle, though, because normally he is a pretty skinny man. Yeah. Um, but either one. Either one, I'm down. But if you have somebody else, comment down below That's on That's why I kind of brought this up, and, we, and I made sure we talked about it, because I would like people to interact and give yes. us your opinion. It's the same thing as, uh, like, who do you want to be the next James Bond? Like, these are right. questions that are pretty open-ended, and it's your preference, and I would like to know. And then, uh, you know, we see Blonsky, Abomination, fighting in the... Uh, the Ten Rings compound, and then uh, we get the next post-credit, which we talked about last week in the news and notes that allegedly the first four episodes were going to have post-credit scenes done. Mm-hmm. Apparently, every episode is going to have a post-credit scene for She-Hulk, which Disney Plus Marvel shows do this more. Big fan of it. This one was very funny, very jokey. It's just, you know, Jen's back at home as She-Hulk, and uh, I don't know if we mentioned this too, the reason she got hired, she has to be She-Hulk. Uh to do her job, um, which I think is also very interesting. The post credit scene, though, she's just doing, you know, chores around the house, picking up heavy things, yep. lifting, like, eight of the giant water cooler jugs, putting the TV mounted on the on the wall, 
Ched being like, I could have done that. Um, very funny post credit scene. And then we cut to credits. But I feel like they packed so much into this episode that is going to help unravel things down the line. Um, so I didn't necessarily like hate that it was as short as it was because we got so much in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dylan, for episode two, what grade does She-Hulk, our Muscle Mommy episode two, get? It's going to be lower. Um, sorry to disappoint. The, 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 the length combined with what I watched, combined with the CGI is starting to bug me. I don't hate the show. I, I, I think it's, you know, it's a breath of fresh air in, in some ways. Um, but <sighs> six out of ten, bro. Wow. I just, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't something wasn't resonating with me. I don't know. I can't really. A lot of people online were bummed about the length. The length, I mean, that's not like, that knocked like maybe like point three, point four off. It's just uh, that coupled with the CGI is not doing it for me. I felt like the CGI this episode was better than last week, especially knowing what we knew from last week, yeah. too. Um, I felt like it was improved. I just like, I like her storyline, but at the same time, I'm not really a sitcom person, and I understand this is a sitcom show, so I'm not going to knock it for that, but like... Me personally, like, I really do not like sitcoms. Like, it took me a while to appreciate Seinfeld. It took me a while. Like, I didn't watch The Office until, like, my college days. Mm-hmm. And even even me being, like, an Office guy, I know it can be overrated. And I don't like, sorry, folks, I don't like How I Met Your Mother. Like, my, my, my point is I'm just not really... Sarah, a, don't listen to that part. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, I was literally getting ready to say, Sarah, Sarah, please. <laughs> I still She's still, right down the road, Dylan. I she still, can hear you. I still, she just bust in. <laughs> she probably broke the fourth wall like she hooked. What did he say? What What did he say? Um, no, but like in all seriousness, like it's just not my cup of tea, um, and which is fine. But like as I'm taking that with a grain of salt. But the whole narrative, like I understand she went to school and like, but like the whole like I don't want to say what was me, but I do understand because she worked so hard to become a lawyer. Mm-hmm. But like you were given the superhero gift like at, at the same time i understand you don't want to be it but that's like literally every other superhero story like oh i don't want to be a hero but then they embrace it and like she's not going that route yet like she's kind of taking the long which way. i don't think is going to happen until she meets matt murdoch which, because it's a similar trajectory where like yeah matt wasn't trying to be a superhero it kind of just happened that's true and i don't know if you picked up on this too dylan does jen defending blonsky remind you a shit ton of, Matt of season two of Daredevil when Karen Page, Matt, and Foggy are defending our boy Frank Castle. Yes. I but got I that's where my brain immediately went when you hear all the semantics of what she has to do to defend him and everything and like her talking to Blonsky in the the prison cell and everything like that. I was like this is how Daredevil kind of loops in a little bit here. There's a lot of parallels there if you've watched Daredevil, which our boy DJ just finished watching all three seasons. Amazing. And he just watched Hawkeye, so he sees the big reveal there uh, of why I told him to watch Daredevil before Hawkeye, and uh, he absolutely loved it. He said he felt like he was in that fight scene with... Everybody in the end of uh, you know season three with awesome. with Bullseye, Kingpin, and Daredevil. Um, so we've gotten more people on the Daredevil hype train. Too. It's a great show, but I feel like that's where 
if your brain's cooking a little bit like ours and you've watched Daredevil, yeah. you're starting to pick up on those parallels. And when Matt shows up, I feel like that's when this show, not that it's like dependent on Daredevil to really make it like go in that high up trajectory. Yeah. But I feel like that's when the badass of the show well, it's, kicks in. It's not, it's not knocking She-Hawk or any anything else, any narrative. It's just... A, let's. Daredevil is a fan favorite. Not mm-hmm. not that She-Hulk isn't, but like right. I, I know for a fact that Daredevil is a very popular character. For sure. And She-Hulk is too, but I, I I don't know. I have to pull up a chart of like ranked characters. But my point is, I know I know Daredevil is like a has like a, a devoted group of people that love that character. And him being in the show unlocks a persona within our She-Hulk, and it also canonizes further Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox's Daredevil. So, like, it's kind of a two birds, one stone situation. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking forward to. And I don't, I, you know, I'm not knocking She-Hulk because she's, she's also opening doors like the, the Hawk War and stuff like that and bringing back Abomination, further hinting at Thunderbolts like Kyle suggested. I think she's hinting at Deadpool a little bit. Possibly. We got the Logan Wolverine thing as well. Possibly. So there's, there's good aspects mm. of it. It's just... And I still think it's very early on, too. That's also true. It's only two episodes in. It's just... It's not just... It's really... If, if you watch the show, and weirdly enough, my grades have been going down for the Marvel shows, like, progressively, like, slowly. And I don't know if it's just me or if it's Marvel, if it's a combination, but that's just... They haven't been able to pull me in, man. I'm giving this one an 8.1. That's okay. Um, I like the comedy again. Like the the jokes hit for me. I did like, uh, uh, yeah. Um, I like the Easter eggs that we we've picked up okay. on so far. Um, I like Hulk going back to space. I think that's going to be a very fun storyline if we continue to see that storyline. Yes. Um, and I think the the incorporation of Shang Chi, which everybody out there that was losing their fucking minds about Moon Knight getting removed from the title card for Shang Chi last week. It makes a lot more sense now, doesn't it? Everybody, dude, I cannot tell you how many like blog type articles I saw that people were like, oh, they're canceling Moon Knight. Moon Knight's done. They're retconning Moon Knight from the MCU. Shut the fuck up. Like, they just introduced the character. It was one of the most popular sure. releases of a new character to the MCU ever. It was. It's arguably in the top three Marvel shows on Disney Plus of all time, along with Loki and WandaVision. Like, they're not retconning Moon Knight out of the MCU, you they're bozos. They're literally filming season two right now. Right. Like, season two's coming, and it makes way more sense Oscar to have Shang-Chi in there than Moon Knight. literally in Egypt right now. Exactly. Or last I checked. Slow your horses. Relax. Slow your roll a little bit. And it makes more sense to have Shang-Chi involved because he's on the West Coast. West Coast Avengers, people. It's going to happen. Oh. Jen's in L.A. Shang-Chi is in uh, San Francisco. Ant-Man, I believe, is in California as well. Yeah, San Fran, I thought. So, relax. It's all it's all coming you together. Wanna, you want to hit him with Aaron Rodgers? R-E-L-A-X. <laughs> oh, man. And seeing Shang-Chi scenes in this episode makes that make a lot more sense now. Um, but I'm giving it an 8.1. Really enjoyed it for the people at home. That's 14.1 divided by 2. 7.05, which rounds up in... Traditional math to a 7.1. There it is. Mental math. Still not bad. Still better than the book of Boba Fett. 
facts. Uh, <laughs> speaking of better, it's, it's like our like white whale just shitting on for shows. <laughs> you got to do better. Apparently, Book of Boba Fett's getting season two, from what I have seen. Whoa. Which hopefully they improve upon it. Dylan, let's get into. House of the Dragon, episode one. It Dude. happened, like you said at the top of the show, you watched a Game of Thrones property with me. And it's your second time watching it. And it was even greater because Kyle knew there's a there's a sequence. And if if you are not allowed to watch Game of Thrones... Let's just say this for the people. <laughs> if you have not watched House of the Dragon, if you're, if you're lukewarm because of everything from Game of Thrones, which I know how the ending goes down yeah. for the people at home, I have never watched Game of Thrones. If you know how the ending happens, I know there's a lot of people, including my dad, who said he's not watching House of the Dragon. There's a lot of people out there. But if you do watch it, if you're on the fence and you decide to watch it, I'm giving you a personal trigger warning at the beginning <laughs> of the episode throughout the entire episode because this shit is banana land. Um, Dylan, should I, I... I texted you earlier today. I tweeted it today as well. I have no idea, by the way. Dylan has no clue what I'm about to say. I was going to ask him what it was, but... Twice, but Massive announcement. I'm waiting. Dylan, obviously we're trying to grow our YouTube channel and yes. our YouTube presence. Yes, sir. We're currently sitting at 222 subscribers on the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. In order for us to monetize the channel, continue to grow as a company, we need to hit 1,000 subscribers. I love that, that is one of the thresholds. I'm putting this out there for the people now. This is... This is Huge growth on my part. This is massive character development, and this is for the good of the company. If we get to 1,000 subscribers, I'm looking right into my camera here. Ladies and gentlemen who watch streamer season, if the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel reaches 1,000 subscribers, when it does, I will watch season one of Game of Thrones. There is the challenge. That's pretty crazy. I've never watched Game of Thrones in my life. No, he's not. Never watched it. Have a personal vendetta. If you listen to this show or the main podcast, you know why. Everyone in life chooses a show to be a hipster over. I have that belief. And what was mine? Well, I guess mine wasn't a show, but like for a while, the Netflix movies like Bird Box. Still haven't seen that. Neither have I. Yeah. But like, oh, uh. I can't think of one right now, but I'll, I'll think of one. But point is, Kyle's hipster show was Game of Thrones because everyone, rightfully so, everyone was watching it. They probably shoved it down his face. That and then the Kawhi shot happened. <laughs> That's also true. Um, but if we reach 1,000 subscribers, I'm not even putting a time stamp on it for you know by this date. Just we hit a thousand subscribers, you guys get me watching Game of Thrones. I will live tweet my experience. I will record my face for certain episodes that Dylan says, hey, you should have, you know, reaction moments to this uh, episode. Yeah, if, if we get him that to will watch happen. it, we all know which ones he has to live. That with. will happen. I will live tweet it. I will update everybody on my experience. But 1,000 subscribers is just season one. Season one, 1,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel. Kyle watches Game of Thrones. And that's how he gets hooked. <laughs> that's, how, that's when I watch. And then if we hit more thresholds i'll continue to watch but you got to subscribe to the youtube channel so that's the challenge yeah. for people let's, out there let's get it up let's get the, the, to, to a thousand because kyle's gonna end up liking it before he knows it one thousand subscribers on the youtube channel gets me to watch season one of game of thrones you will put like the it. challenge out there for the people he'll like it 
Come on, folks. Do it. House of the Dragon episode one, Dylan. Do it. Brought you back to old Westeros, the wild, wild Westeros. Yeah. Um, quite a few years back. <laughs> 172 <laughs> years, to be exact, yeah. before one Daenerys Targaryen. Um, what were your initial thoughts? Initial thoughts, honestly, like just a brief recap because it is a longer episode and it's a lot of detail. It is slower. It was a kind of plot. Yeah, this is this is a much well, more detailed thing than a Star Wars or Marvel show that we normally break down. So we're gonna hit like yeah. the key points for I'll our. Give them credit. It was slower, but I guess they knew that, and I feel like they, I feel like they like purposely had the action planned out to kind of bring Throughout, it back yes. in. Like, you were like, okay, plot, plot, plot. Oh, my God, that man's testicles. That's how oh, I felt dude. in my first watch through. I was like, man, this is tough to, like, get through. Like, it felt like I was, like, running through quicksand. Watching it a second time, and I don't know if it's because I kind of knew the pacing then, it was a much easier watch the second time around. So yeah. if you feel that way watching it the first time, take a little break, and maybe, like, a day or two later, watch it again it'll be a much easier watch. And Kyle actually, ironically, because he literally has never watched Game of Thrones, perfectly described what you experience when you watch the OG one. It takes an episode or two to get that style, that pacing. Because, you know, shows have different ways of telling their stories. And once you kind of get the vibe for that and start to get interested or at least have an understanding, which Kyle probably does better now because he watched it twice, of, like, the lore, you can actually start to get intrigued. It's any kind of, like, fantasy, like, Lord of the Rings type story. Like, there's a lot of plot. I guess even Harry Potter, too. Mm -hmm. like those kind of stories, a lot of background information, which you might have to do some independent research or pay very close attention to. Right. It's a it's a show you need to kind of put your phone in the, the couch cushions yeah. a little bit. and just No texting, relax. no snapping, no tweeting. But, no, as for what I thought, it was good. It, it, it opens up. As any good Game of Thrones uh, hopeful show should do, King's Landing, you know, uh, it's a place that many lives have been lost, will be lost, and will 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 be lost in the n in the <laughs> in the next two hundred years. Yeah, yeah, quite a few, like literally quite a few. Um, no, it's cool because like it's it's following the Targaryen household, which I told Kyle he's never watched it. But if you've watched the other Game of Thrones, you know that Targaryen is not a main player in the Game of Thrones. It's House Lannister, primarily, and House Stark, and a couple other houses, which we get name drops, House House Baratheon. We do get a Stark name drop towards the end of the episode yeah, as he, well. Yeah, he swore fealty to um, Queen Venerys. But no, it's like the, the plot was relatively simple. It was just opening up, kind of explaining like what's going on. A Targaryen is, in fact, ruling... Uh, gets named to the throne when homeboy who had the most old man haircut <laughs> of yeah. all time is on the throne. I just love you. His people. son dies. Um, they describe this dirt. There's a very like informative prologue. If you guys are doing what I'm doing, um, where current king at the time, his son dies. The other son dies. So he has to name somebody as an heir to the throne. And that's when, uh, I don't know about you, Dylan. <laughs> I fucking hate this king. And he's not a bad dude. It's just he has zero backbone and is just, as I've been calling it to everybody, he's a baby back bitch. <laughs> I'm totally blanking on his name. It's King Venerys, right? Yes. Um, they, he... they, all, they all have like the same five names. Like It's like Venerys, Venerys, Viserion... 
It's like V and R. Yeah. Just you throw like. Oh yeah, it's uh, King Rasarinarian. That sounds like it goes. Okay, <laughs> write it down. Um, he drives me absolutely insane because you're supposed to be a leader, especially during peacetime. That this portion of the show Could is that happening. Could be foreshadowing him losing his mind? Totally. I don't know if it's gonna be him losing his mind per se, but he has zero backbone he's not and a fuck. <laughs> he's just he's so caught up on having a son. Correlating and to his wound, maybe. Because they did have pus that could be infection. Dude, that shit was disgusting. That was more disgusting than the guy getting his head bashed open. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, that's just me. That scene in and of itself, I wanted to gag. Like, that was some, like, Dr. Pimple Popper type shit. Yeah, I'm not into that. Of, like, disgustingness. I'm not into that. Um, I think the actor is fantastic. I just think the character is a bum. (laughs) If you've seen a movie called Hot Fuzz... He yes. is, in fact, Andy, the douchebag detective from Hot Fuzz, yes. which, which makes it that much more and hilarious. He kind of looks like a variant Nicolas Cage. Also true. Um, which makes it just hilarious. I love what uh, my coworker is calling <laughs> generic Daenerys. Yeah, I, I, that's a good. That's a great. That's a great one too. I will say though, in terms of casting, like. I didn't really hate any of the actors' performances. We both love Matt Smith, so if Matt Smith wants to come on the show, by That'd the way. Awesome. Totally down. And Matt for Smith. people that don't know, Matt Smith is the 11th Doctor in Doctor Who, if you're a Doctor yeah, Who his fan. His starting to take off in mainstream And media. he was also the villain vampire in Morbius. Uh, so this is actually House of the Morbid. Um, <laughs> and he, but uh, he plays a fantastic villain in this show. Like, he's the star, in my opinion, of the first episode. I think he is 100% the star because he creates... This character that, as it sits, is the heir to the throne because of the king's poor... He's the king's gene. brother. He's the king's poor genes, and his brother, his, the king, his, uh, he's, uh, he's shooting blanks in the sun department. Um, and as it stands, because of you know some of his children dying and only having daughters, his brother is the heir to the king. And then, long story short, I mean, we're going to have ourselves, but you know, he has a son, briefly, and... It dies, and then, or he dies, and then the wife dies. So once again, his brother is perceivably the king. So which it creates this cool character arc because this character is very brash, kind of charismatic. He's cocky as hell. Very cocky, very full of himself. A um, little bit weird with his niece, but we're <laughs> we're not sure where that's going. Hopefully, or are we? Hopefully not that direction. I don't think Matt Smith would want to do that as an actor. I hope not. <laughs> uh, God, please. Uh, no. Uh, but no, but it's interesting because his character is at root very intriguing because of, he's like evil but not because he. I feel like, and he explains it kind of in the yeah. episode, his motive is because his brother doesn't keep him by his side. Right. And that's why he's so vile. He's like... But at the same time, would he still be brash and vile to a lesser degree if he right. was by his brother's side? Because he seems like a kind of guy who's just like... He's almost like Malfoy's dad in Harry Potter, but doesn't have like the, um, you know, the, the shield come down, if you will. Like the guard doesn't come down on Matt Smith's character at all. Like there's the moment with them in the in the chamber and everything where they, him and his brother kind of argue about everything after he toasts to... 
dead baby boy. That was a good scene. But other than that, like, Matt Smith's character is a certified sicko. And by sicko, I mean, like, he just doesn't give a fuck. Like, he is part of the City Watch and sends everybody out to just destroy the entire village yeah, of Westeros. And that's the scene that Kyle was uh, telling you. I mean, we see a man's testicles get chopped off and laid on a silver platter. <laughs> and he farts. <laughs> Nervous fart, which was fantastic. <laughs> that's funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> I turned to Kyle, I was like, you just fart? And he's like, yep. yep. <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, we get bashed in skulls, we get chopped off hands, chopped oh, off limbs. The, the, the night, the jousting tournament was yes. insane. We get a beheading as well. Which is funny because it also, it, it the parallel, you called it out, the parallel of as his child is hopefully being born and is born briefly. Well, <laughs> At the time, you think maybe not, but briefly, it's cool. The parallel of um, the knights fighting and like jousting, yeah, whilst the child's being born, and like the blood of the child being born, and having like I guess the world's first or second C section, yeah. and then uh, very poorly done. They should not give all those people another chain link, which is basically like a merit badge, apparently, from what I went and yeah. looked up. Uh, they do not get one <laughs> for uh, gynecology. <laughs> They get one taken away, actually. Yeah, um, they lose their chain necklace. Yeah. Also, that's a tough scene to watch. He, you know, he chooses this child over the um, over, over his, his wife, wife, which I guess objectively, if you look at it, like if we knew she was gonna die, this is kind of the age-old like psych class of the trolley. Like, mm-hmm. do you pull the lever and kill like five people or like ten people? Well, I mean, most people would right. answer either none, like don't touch it. Or they would save ten, murder the five. So I guess logically, save the infant, the mm-hmm. person who hasn't the lived heir life, to the throne, who hasn't lived, yeah, heir to the throne, life who hasn't been lived yet, or presumably forty-year-old woman, thirty-five. Right. I don't know, thirty. But at the same time, you also could argue, well, it's not even born. Well, you know, what I mean, it's barely born yet, or his wife. So either way, my point yeah. is, yeah, he, he made a very tough decision. Uh, I don't think I'd be able to decide. No. I would have folded. And I like the parallels of that, like, filming of that scene going back and forth to the tournament versus the birth of the child because he refers to, like, them being in the bedroom as, like, a a war pretty Mm -hmm. much because they haven't been able to have a son. I will say for the times, I'm putting that out there because obviously he did make her have a bunch of kids. His character did seem nice to his wife. Besides, yes. besides ultimately killing her. That's funny to say, but I think Kyle understands what I'm trying to say. For sure. It didn't portray him as like an abuser or a douchebag. Or bag. like Matt Smith referring to yeah. his wife as like basically <laughs> a sheep. Yeah, yeah. And going and fucking sheep. No, they sheep. seemed like they had an actual relationship, which is an interesting route to take because in this kind of setting, uh, we know that not always kings and queens had, you know, great relationships so it's in, it's interesting to see them be kind of close which makes it even more like heartbreaking that he you know basically had her killed not had her killed but like chose the child over the, the wife right um but like the plot is literally just it's literally just introducing the family showing them rule kind of showing some unsettling things like the brother being aggressive and the king being like as kyle put it a baby back bitch mm-hmm. and potentially having a really bad scab and dying maybe going Ugh. crazy and it shows characters. It gets introduced characters. They have a tournament. He thinks he has an heir. No heir. You're like, whoa, what the hell? And he has to name an heir. And it's between his brother 
or his daughter. And he ends up choosing his daughter because him and his brother have a falling out. Yeah, and this episode is called The Heirs of the Dragon. Um, and it takes place in the year... Uh, it's 172 years, like we said, before the birth of Daenerys uh, from the original Game of Thrones show and book, obviously, if you're a book reader. Um, the tournament scene was probably my favorite in terms awesome. of just the action, the the colors involved, and like the cinematography of like hitting all of those spots. The lighting was great. And like I said, the back and forth between... I like the plot twist, too, of um, Ma- uh, Matt Smith's character actually yielding. Yes, that was pretty neat. I thought he was going to stab the guy mm-hmm. in, the, in the foot. I was watching a reaction video, and they were like, Pedro Pascal's character already did this. Pedro Pascal's character already did this. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. You just brought up trauma, homie. <laughs> oh, my This Lord. is the way. <laughs> Thank God he's alive in that show. <laughs> That's all I can say. Um, so Otto informs the small council uh, that while at a, at a brothel, Damon toasted Balon, who is now the dead son of the king, uh, styling him as the heir for a day. What a fucking savage. Like, that's some, like, hardcore sicko mode shit. Um, Viserys removes Damon from the line of succession, and after naming uh, Rhaenyra his heir, tells her... Uh, that Aegon the Conqueror dreamed of a threat Westeros can only defeat if a Targaryen sits on the Iron Throne. Which, Dylan, what were your thoughts on the updated uh, new-look Iron Throne? I loved it. It was very metal. Um, although Shout looks, out Eddie Munson. Although it looks not safe. Homeboy keeps cutting himself on it. Which I think the cool thing that I picked up on, too, from that, where when you see him have like the sore on his back and everything and the way he sits on the throne, Matt Smith's character knows how to properly sit on the throne because he's leaning to the left a little bit, kind of, you know, crooked almost in that. So he doesn't get stabbed where the current King is, you know, sitting back to the throne. He pricks his finger on there, gets a little blood on the throne. Like that just shows like like he's not fit to be King. Exactly. It's literal, literal storytelling, which that's why, the things you're describing, that's why I fell in love with Game of Thrones because there's these little little things they put in. I've rewatched not the last season, God no. <laughs> I rewatched most of the of Game of Thrones twice and similar to what you're describing, unfortunately for the poor souls when you watch it the first time, there is little Easter egg, little crumbs. And like when you watch it again, you're like, oh my god, that character is definitely gonna die. But you watch it the first time, you're you're naive and you're like, no, and then you know they die. But like it's really cool that you picked that off because I was gonna bring that up too. And it's very interesting to see like, you know, he was chosen to mm-hmm. be the king, and the brother also did his murderous rampage because he quotes that his brother allowed crime to run rampant in his in the yeah. city, we which a is a trend, by the way. You wouldn't know that. Okay. So King's Landing. Is very much a gambling, drunken, which we see in the tournament. Homeboy has I'm the not coin saying purse. It's offensively, it's very much true in Game of Thrones. Is a whore-filled town. They're it's literally they're hard work women, but like my point we stand is, stand sex workers yeah. on this pod. But like my point is, that's very much the the narrative. You mean of the town? Yes. Um, we see. You know, we have a, a crooked female heir to the throne now, which is um, interesting because. That's something you see again mm-hmm. in Game of Thrones, and we and see that dagger that we brought I up don't last week. Think it's mentioned that a woman sat on the throne in Game of Thrones before 
a certain character does. Mm-hmm. Different characters, I guess, technically. Two. And we two. see that dagger we talked about last week, which for everybody at home, uh, which Easter egg hint. It doesn't the, bode well for the young girls. I'm trying to say it's the dagger that uh, Arya uses to kill the Night King, which yes, I sir. do know that scene. Um, because that's all over your timeline when Game of Thrones is but on TV. I don't remember, you correct me if I'm wrong, put in the comments, I don't remember any real storytelling of Game of Thrones. Granted, it, you know, it's a while ago for, like, the show, mm-hmm. but, like, of the current queen-to-be, because the guy's still king, I don't really remember anything about her being said. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> yikes. <laughs> Zoink, scoop. Um, and then... Before we get into uh, a segment that we're going to do Just on our... Just saying, Matt Smith might kill her to become ruler. Before we get into our uh, segment we're going to do on our House of the Dragon episodes, which I'm brainstorming in my head right now, Dragon Scrolls, uh, which is listener and viewer submitted questions about each episode. We got a, quite a few, which I was very excited about. Um, I got to say, the dragons look fucking sick. Thank you. The dragons looked fucking sick. Um, and we saw... Three or four in this episode? I think so, yeah. Because um, we, we saw, saw the one in the beginning. One. We saw yeah. the red dragon, Matt Smith's dragon, which I don't know if that was the red one or not. I think it was red. Um, and was, then we saw... because he had that woman put her hand on it. Right, and they fly off on it. Um, and then we saw the one that... Lucky. ...burns our dead queen and... That's the same one the that day. the new queen was riding Okay. earlier. So we at least saw two or three. Two we, or three, e- Either yeah. way, either way. Um... But we did get some dragon scrolls from our listeners. You guys can tweet at us awesome. uh, at streamer SZN. You can slide up in Dylan's uh, Twitter or Instagram DMs, yeah, my Twitter or Instagram DMs. This one comes from our good pal who might make an appearance on this show at some point during our House of the Dragon breakdowns. One Mikey Ostrowski, Dylan. Uh, so this is his submitted uh, thoughts on episode one. Only thing I got so far is the reason why nobody believed John about the White Walkers in Game of Thrones is because the secret died during Robert's Rebellion. I'm sorry, read that. I, read, I, I get distracted. Um, only thing I got so far is the reason why nobody believed John about the White Walkers in Game yeah. of Thrones is because the secret, in quotes, died during Robert's Rebellion. There's much more in Mikey's uh, submission as well. Um, oh, is Mikey saying that? Yeah. And then I'm just trying to... S- okay, so here's his actual stuff from House of the Dragon. Uh, my actual theory, only one so far, is that Otto's daughter did end up, or will soon enough, uh, hooking up with the king, and the High Towers are, at some point, going to have a legit claim to the throne, which the High Towers are generic Daenerys's bestie that's her family yes. um that's the dad Otto, as well. yes um from there even though damon wants the throne he'll shock us and back up renera because he'll realize he wants the targaryens to keep the throne more than he actually wants it uh himself he's being set up as the bad guy but i kind of think he'll do some cool shit i agree with that and also to go on his point they make a point <laughs> i think i think damon says it that Otto, the 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 king, the hand of the king, comes from nothing. He has nothing. Like right. he's his second son. He's not married to anyone. He's I think he's widowed. Right, his wife's dead. Presumably, that's like kind yes. of foreshadows that. So my point is, 
him getting power, his family getting power, what Kyle just said, what Mikey just said, his daughter making a baby with the king. Because that immediately supersedes his daughter and gives a legit heir to the throne. And mm-hmm. if that happens and his daughter, you know, um, happens to fall, the baby is uh, the king or the queen. Yes. Uh, another dragon scroll submitted from the one and only our boy Erock on Twitter at Erock underscore Eagles. Make sure you follow the boy. Yeah, uh, he said, very, very glad I jumped in on it 20 minutes late because there was a lot of uncomfortable fast forwarding. I'm assuming he's referring to the uh, uncomfortable fart scene. <laughs> I'm assuming that and I'm assuming the C-section. That was brutal. Yes. I actually winced a little bit. Normally I don't. That was gross. And I said, noted for when I watch it on Wednesday, having never watched Game of Thrones either. And he said, you'll know it when you get there. And then this comes from Jason Henderson as well, at Jay Hendo on Twitter. Uh, it was dot, 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 a lot. Uh, and then he responded to E-Rock saying, you'll know when you get there. I don't even think the worst part was the worst part. <laughs> <laughs> and to Jay and E-Rock, I'm sure we'll see more fucked up shit. Yes, <laughs> especially after they show kind of like the in the weeks to come thing at the end of uh, episode one. Um, so, yeah, and Kyle, to go, I mean, it kind of it's, it, it's in the name, but like so the whole point of the the in a in a in a gist the OG Game of Thrones, right? There's main characters and they do their little story arcs and they have their little their little you know little journeys, but like everyone else and even them, it all literally Game of Thrones. They are all trying to become king, queen, or have, mm-hmm. have a, a seat of higher power. So what I, what my point is, for anyone that's in Kyle's uh, shoes that are watching it for the first time, or maybe, maybe didn't watch the, the, the OG show as much, just know that literally almost any character cannot be trusted because ultimately, and you've learned it from the first Game of Thrones if you've watched it, a lot of people end up backstabbing or siding, like uh, you were saying, with different houses, and they have different like rebellions or alliances, and so that's why I like this show because it's like no one's safe mm-hmm. and everyone's kind of out for out for themselves, which would kind of make Mikey's thing make be interesting. Where you know, Damien. Well, once again, he's kind of out for himself in terms of he's looking out for the yes. Targaryen line, but not for himself directly. Point is though, like we will have some extreme backstabbing, and I think it starts from the council that we've seen. They've kind of all been a little little sh- little shady, little yes. shoddy. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I understand it might be procedure, but literally to have that meeting the the night, the day of <laughs> the homeboy's <laughs> son for five minutes, sicko shit. Dies, that's nuts. I have my favorite four characters so far. I mean, there's quite a few. So go for it. Obviously, Matt Smith's character standing. Damon fucking rules. What an awesome villain! Air quotes for my, Mikey. Uh, my, my number one so the far. Nervous fart guy. <laughs> <laughs> he gets an honorable mention from me. Um, I love I love Renair's character. She's cool. Um, I think she's very cool. I think her character development, if she sticks around, will be never know very dope. Um, I like her her bestie, Lady Hightower, um, and I really like the the couple that the one is the. The black gentleman with the sick the, ass the, hair. Yeah, the blonde dreads. I am blanking I on his name. I think he's in charge of the treasury, right? I think so. Love his character. He's not king of the hand. He's not the religious guy. And I don't think 
Yeah, maybe he is. He's okay. very fucking cool. I want to see more from him, hopefully. And I like his wife as well, because she's very, like, on edge, and she mentions, like, we haven't been to war. None of these people know what war is about. And to me, that's just setting up from what we saw from the City Watch scene that Matt Smith's character is about to fuck these motherfuckers up, and they're not going to be prepared for it. Could he possibly be declaring war on the throne? Maybe, maybe he declares. Shock me. Maybe he declares war, and it's like one of those things where the high tower thing happens, and then he kind of revokes it and goes with his family. But no, I definitely agree. He's numero uno for me. Number two is probably same as yours as well. She's interesting actress. Um, it's interesting to see like a woman who looks so much like Emilia Clarke. She's got control over the dragons. Yeah, it's also. Uh, number three and four, the dragons. No I'm kidding. Yes, dragons <laughs> as well. They fucking. Rule. Um, three and four, just like random side character is ish. I enjoyed the knight who made Matt Smith yield. I liked him too. He didn't say much, but his actions spoke louder than words. Yes, that's really corny, but it was interesting because it showed a lot of the knights being petty. Uh, like Kyle and I were laughing, the one guy threw a shield at the one guy and they just started <laughs> fucking fist fighting <laughs> yeah. and then he got his head bashed and um, yes. didn't work out for him. But like, so number three would be him and then number four, I'll do another side character to keep it a little different. I like the uh, the one guard with the Scottish accent that follows the queen around. Yeah. He was cool. Although that character in the other Game of Thrones that was that position, they've done some backstabbing. Or... Not backstabbing per se, but uh, if you pay them more money, they mm-hmm. have, they listen. House of the Dragon, ladies and gents. Dylan, episode one, as we always do with every show I'm we gonna break down. I'm going to give it a pretty tame score. It's not going to be anything crazy. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. That's pretty high for Dylan, too. Yeah. Um, Nothing Coming crazy. in to th- us recording today, I had been jogging between three scores from... An initial watch. Getting that second watch in, I think, helped. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a 7-6. Simply because there's still a lot to, like, unfold. and That's not bad, people. Kyle did not watch Game of Thrones. He gave it over a 7-7-6. That's him saying he actually... On first watch, I was stuck at, like, a (laughs) 6-9. Nice. Nice. Uh, Because I was jogging between 6-8, 6-9, 7-1. Which is still that range of score where it's like... I could watch this. It's yes. not my cup of tea per se. Everybody knows good. if we go below a five, that's when it's like, what the fuck are we watching? Which yeah. Dylan and I, thankfully, have not gone below five. Hopefully, we never say five or anything else yes. below that. Um, but I'm giving it a seven six. I like the action. Uh, it was a little like I, I would have loved a little just like, <laughs> hey. Some scenes may be a little sensitive <laughs> for viewers. Um, to it go does, right in, it, it was just like, it what does the briefly fuck? briefly top left when it starts. It says, like, violence, nudity. <laughs> yeah, that ain't enough. <laughs> I need a full, like, big, giant black screen with white script saying, hey, y'all, you might be grossed out a bit. You ever seen a man's testes get sawed <laughs> off before? <laughs> you want to see uh, it again? Um, I like some of the characters, like we just mentioned. The dragons were fucking cool. They did a good job cool. casting. So I, yeah, I the really, cast I, overall is great. I, thinking about it now, after I just watched it, I don't. No one did a bad job. I can't no. really nitpick so far, anyway. Um, and it's a pilot episode, so yeah, we'll see. Good. There's ten episodes. 
as bad as it could have been, because Kyle knows, and I'm sure many millions around the world were skeptical, it did not disappoint. Yeah. I mean, especially, like I said, I would personally give it two watches if you can afford the time. Yeah. It's like an hour and some change for hour the first episode. Minutes, like um, yeah, because they show like the behind-the-scenes thing. Which and, are cool to watch. Yeah, things. that helped me a lot, too, on the first watch. Um, so if you're like me, I recommend that. Um, but yeah, seven six. Dylan gives it an uh, an eight flat, which to do quick math, it's fifteen point six divided by two uh, is a little difficult to do in the brain. But dividing that by two is a seven eight. That's a seven eight on a pilot episode, ladies and gents, for a show that I had very low expectations for. Um, yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> but House of the Dragon episode one in the books. Uh, it's out every Sunday. I know these episodes don't come out until Friday. Um, but, hey, you get you get it throughout the week, and you wrap up with us, and you use us to go into episode two. Yes, um, because Dylan and I really don't get an opportunity to watch it live uh, because it comes out on Sundays. So we got to wait, wait and watch it later in the week. Yeah, like I just watched it now because I was so busy with work. Yeah. So you get to recap episode one with us on a Friday. Which go I'm into kind of m- not mad that we watched it today because like, yeah now I only have to wait a couple days to because I, I I very much I mean, you might be in the same boat now you watch it twice and you like it better I very much want to know where they're gonna go next mm-hmm. which hey I mean if we can afford to do it if we can watch it on Sundays Dylan and I might just watch it together and then like film that portion of the episode together that way it's bang in the bank for you guys and then yeah it'll be out there but House of the Dragon good job catching my attention um and like i said before we started breaking everything down one submit your dragon scrolls which are just listener submitted theories yeah uh thoughts on the episodes all that good stuff good bad or in between let us know tweet at us at streamer szn slide in the instagram dms twitter dms all that good stuff we want to hear from you guys throughout the 10 episodes of house of the dragon and if the youtube channel gets to 1k yeah 1k I'll watch season one of Game of Thrones. That's a good bet. And I, I have to cosplay something as well. So there it is. So you guys get a lot from that one. There it is. Uh, Dylan, it is time to get to everybody's favorite segment. It is... The streaming platform Multiverse News and Notes brought to you by our pals over at Pickup. You guys can go to playpickup.com, start playing the hottest headlines in sports, rack up points on your fan profiles, cash them in for prizes on the Pickup Marketplace. They got a lot of cool stuff on there. Let me just say that. They got a lot of cool stuff for you guys to go get. That's playpickup.com. Dylan, uh, we have, as of two hours ago, uh, via Variety, Dan Lin is in talks to take over DC and oversee future film and TV projects. He previously produced the following titles. The Lego Movie. Okay. I believe this is the live action version of Aladdin mm. and the It Movies. <laughs> it's a roller coaster of emotions like this. Kyle's like, yeah? No. Yeah? <laughs> Uh, this might make you very happy. Season four of The Boys, a new confirmed uh, member of the cast. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. 
I did see that. And Your I also, thoughts? Uh, if he plays the character I allegedly saw he's going to play, which I believe is called Metal Knight or Metal something, something mm-hmm. Knight, they're going to get kicked off the TV with this one. This character is nuts in the comic. I, I did like a little brief synopsis, and I was like, oh, I can't even say, Kyle, what this guy does. <laughs> He just does some crazy stuff, man. Uh, but it's going to be awesome because that guy's a pretty cool bad guy actor. Uh, he's did good as Negan in The Walking Dead. He has a good voice. Um, I think he fits the role rather well. I, I also have I have some news. If you are a fan of the video game Bioshock, apparently they are live or greenlighting that to be a live-action movie. Interesting. Very interesting because, um, Kyle, I'm not sure you've ever played Bioshock. And if anyone who hasn't, here's a brief little summary of the game so you are a man that crashes into the ocean uh you thus find like a atlantis type like city um that it is built by people like a secret society um but it's like a legit fully functioning like new york-esque or boston-esque mm-hmm. like big city underwater uh, the only problem is they thought it'd be a good idea to give out drugs and everyone's like either dead or they're uh, kind of like crack, kind of cracked out. If we're being and honest, I'll, I'll bring this up too. Um, this is via Deadline for the Bioshock. It's going to be on Netflix. Um, Francis Lawrence will direct, and Michael Green will write the script for the people at home. Francis Lawrence directed I Am Legend. Oh, it's going to be scary then. And the Hunger Games films. Yeah. Michael Green co-wrote Logan and Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That's a pretty sick. It's a good. It's a good uh, setting for that. The point is, that in, that intrigues me. That's pretty much where it's at. And then also, <laughs> this is the weirdest part. There are these giant things called big daddies, and I didn't know I was in this movie. <laughs> they are. Kylie probably seen that picture before. That's what the big daddies. Yes. They look like that. Okay. And then they have the little. Kind of looks like if you took George from uh, Monsters, Inc. and yeah. made him, like, alien-like. I think they're called Little Sisters, but the little girls also follow them around. Okay. And it's not creepy. Like, they, f- it's a it's a daughter-father, like, a legit mm-hmm. bond. Like they Get your die. heads out of the gutters, you freaks. I know. There's some weird people out there. But, like, point is, that's just a weird, like, franchise to potentially, because there are several, I guess, three Bioshocks. So, I don't know where they're going with that. Uh, Dylan, I think we need some fan art made. So if there's any artists out there, I think I would love to see one of our beloved heroes, Eddie Munson, sitting on the Iron Throne. That'd be sick. Uh, because the next news here involves Stranger Things Season 5. The final season, Dylan, will have eight episodes. Wow. Getting back to its roots like Season 1 and Season 3 had. Uh, eight episodes for the final season of Stranger Things. But if you or somebody you know can draw us Eddie Munson with his guitar and all decked out in some Hellfire Club shit on the Iron Throne, and it makes sense because he was in Game of Thrones, uh, let us know. Hit us up. We would love that. Um, Batgirl directors Adil and Bilal, who also were the directors and producers of Miss Marvel, uh, are open to directing another DC movie, saying that if they call us, we are there. Um, Hopefully Batgirl gets released somewhere. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery only has enough money to release two movies the rest of the year, which will be Black Adam and Don't that. Worry, Darling. I saw that. <sighs> that is crazy. 
Here is obviously we had the She-Hulk premiere. Uh, now we have the numbies out there, Dylan, which we always like to talk about. Uh, the premiere was watched by 1.5 million households during its first four days. Here's how it stacks up to the other live-action shows. Miss Marvel debuted with 775,000. She-Hulk and Hawkeye debuted with 1.5 million. WandaVision debuted with 1.6 million. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier debuted with 1.8 million, as did Moon Knight. And then our boy Loki debuted with 2.5 million. That's crazy, the, the difference in some of them. Uh, Barbie Ferrer will not return for Euphoria Season 3. For all the Euphoria fans out there, she announced it on her Instagram. Um, let's see here. Seeing if I can find any more news. I had something else saved, but just like how I always do, I... Uh, oh, here you go. Another video game turn movie. Horizon Zero Dawn. That one I didn't play, so I can't really give you a synopsis. We have some more rumors for the Fantastic Four, Dylan. Obviously, after uh, the original director stepped down, John Watts, who directed the three Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, uh, there were the rumors that one John Krasinski was potentially going to star slash direct. Yeah. Now there's a rumor that this is via the direct. Uh, Matt Shackman is rumored to be directing the Fantastic Four. He previously directed WandaVision. Interesting. Um, Let's see. Uh, they confirmed a final and fourth season of the Umbrella Academy. Interesting. I believe they're starting to film soon, or if they have not already. Um, here's some House of the Dragon Game of Thrones news. Uh, Carice Van Houten wants to reprise her role as Melisandre in House of the Dragon. Okay. Uh, the character is several centuries old during the events of Game of Thrones. This is her character for Dylan to see. Oh, yeah, she is like a witch. She wants to reprise her role in House of the Dragon. Um, let's see. Here's how the budget for House of the Dragon compares to the beginning and end of Game of Thrones. Uh, season one of Game of Thrones, Dylan had a $6 million budget. Game of Thrones season eight had a $15 million budget. And House of the Dragon season one has about a $20 million budget. And to me, I think it showed. Uh, yeah. When you... When you, because we're going to get to 1K subscribers, when you watch season one, you'll see it's done It's done how, like, a lot of studios and movies do, like, when they know they don't have a lot of money and they mm -hmm. film it like that. But it's, it's still good, but you can just tell because yeah. they, they, there's no over-the-top shit. And right? also remember, like, season one of Game of Thrones came out in, what, 2011? Yeah, my, my boy Sean Bean's So $6 million in 2011 is, that's a shit ton of money to be putting out for a show back then. A lot. Um... We have a quote here from Tony Gilroy via Variety saying that there's no fan service in Andor. I like that. Which I know you enjoy. Yeah, give me new content for Star Wars. I'm tired of the same two characters. He said, I wanted to do it about real people. They've made all this IP about the royal family in essence. There are a billion other things, uh, a billion other beings in the galaxy. The revolution is affecting them just as much as anybody else. I feel like Tony Gilroy listens to this fucking podcast, Dylan. He's got my house bugged, bro. That's <laughs> really what I've been saying. Uh, Dylan, we got our first uh, trailer for the live-action Pinocchio film that will release on Disney Plus September 8th. Pinocchio looks like a reincarnation of the cartoon, which is pretty cool. It looks kind of scary. Um, King Kong series is in development at Disney Plus, which is very interesting because that is a... I think Paramount p 
product right there. I keep laughing. And fun, like, not funny. Whenever I keep seeing the tweet, individuals are attending a funeral screenings of Batgirl. Individuals that worked on Batgirl are attending funeral screenings of the film on WB lot before the film was locked away forever in a vault. And apparently the director or one of the directors said they tried going back in the mainframe. I guess they store computers on like servers, Mm -hmm. safe servers. And then they were like, shit, it's not there. (laughs) Wow. Um, There's a clip via Culture Crave that compared the tournaments in Game of Thrones season one versus House of the Dragon season one. And uh, Culture Crave tweeted, uh, Robert Baratheon, is that there? It's Baratheon. Baratheon. That was the... um, the deer logo we saw okay. on the yellow shield. Culture Crave said <laughs> Robert Baratheon was really broke. <laughs> uh, John Boyega says he won't return to Star Wars. Quote, I'm, I'm good. good. I saw that. Shout out to Series XM for that one. Um, the King Kong series, the series follows a new Kong uh, and explores the mythology of his origin story and supernatural mysteries of Skull Island. James Wan is producing. Um uh, the Harry Potter trio of Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grant, and Emma Watson were introduced as a trio 22 years ago this week, which is absolutely That's fucking crazy. insane. Um, still in discussion at HBO Max, Dylan Matt Reeves' Batman spinoff series on the Arkham Asylum. Yeah, what the hell is up with this? Still in discussion. I need it. <laughs> um, That's all I got in my Did episode. you see the, the viral TikTok of our... Our boy, Venom, a.k.a. Bane, a.k.a. Tom Hardy, oh, doing, in the uh, jiu-jitsu tournament. Yeah, the comments are like, imagine you want to like do like martial arts and you have to fight Bane. That would be absurd. Um, imagine if you win against him. I think you're going to like this news here. It involves a movie we watched known as Dune, which we'll be watching part two. Uh, the Spice. Dune Awakening is in development at Funcom. It's an open-world survival MMO game. That's pretty cool. We have uh, Halloween Ends will now release in theaters and on Peacock on October 14th. Peacock. That's the one I only go on. Uh, Matt Reeves signs an overall first-look deal with Warner Brothers to develop projects for the studio. Quote, making this legendary studio my home is a dream. That didn't age well. Uh, he said, "We're make- <laughs> this is from Warner Brothers, quote, we're making an investment for whatever Matt feels a pull toward in the Batman universe and otherwise. He has an open invitation to go wherever his interests take him. That aged poorly. I feel like they need to uh, pull in a deal in Bilal with Matt Reeves and put Leslie Grace's Batgirl in the Matt Reeves Batman universe. Maybe Matt Reeves wants to do that. Maybe he'll retcon it. Come on, Matt Reeves. You're our only hope. Uh, I want to watch this show now that I have Hulu. I can watch it. The Only Murderers in the Building show with uh, Steve Martin, Selena Gomez. Gomez and, uh, uh, season three, Paul Rudd. Rudd. Yeah. The sexiest man alive. That's true. Uh, we got a new trailer for Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, premiering September 2nd I on Amazon Prime. I have watched any trailers really on that. I'm trying to go on blind. Um, let's see. George R. R. Martin via the Wall Street Journal says he wants to build out the Game of Thrones universe in the same style as Marvel and Star Wars. I'm like mixed on that. Um, let's see. Because you know you run the risk of doing too much. 
He also reiterates that he fought for at least 10 seasons of Game of Thrones, saying it needs, uh, I was saying it needs to be 10 seasons, maybe 12 or 13. I lost that one. HBO also pushed for more seasons, but D&D refused. Ugh. He also followed up saying, I had no contribution to the later seasons except, you know, inventing this world, the story, and all the characters. I believe I have more influence now than I did on the original show. Uh, also, the biggest per, uh, series premiere in HBO history, House of the Dragon, brought in nearly 10 million viewers in the U.S. alone. Sheesh. Um, There's actually a see. video um, of, I saw it on Instagram, of an apartment building. And someone's like on the street view looking up and they were all watching House of the Dragon because looking in on their windows, everyone's apartment I did see that. was like chimed into the same exact like lighting. It was crazy. Uh, Dan Harmon confirms that a community movie is happening. Interesting. There's a story outline and negotiations are underway. It's a the show I haven't watched in a while. It's a matter of when and not if for sure. Uh, Jordan Peele's Nope releases on digital this coming Friday. So watch as that. you guys are listening, it'll be on digital. Uh, great movie. Loved it. Um, Loved it. Let's see here. Season four of The Boys is now filming. Amazing. And uh, the title of the season four premiere is The Department of Dirty Tricks. Hmm. That's a great show, man. You need to watch that. Yeah, that is on my watch list. Um, also a movie we will definitely be watching closer to Christmas time. Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, will release on Netflix December 23rd. Glass Onion? That is the name of it. It's called Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. Is it part of the Knives Out? Yes. Okay. So the, the way that Knives Out's working, I forget if we've talked about this on the show or not. Uh, Daniel Craig's character is coming back from the first Knives Out. But then the rest of the cast is completely different. New cast, new, 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 like murder mystery. New mystery, new cast, except for Daniel Craig's character, and that's going to be for the second one, the third one. And I think they're doing a fourth one as well, and it's all going to be through Netflix. Netflix purchased the Knives Out property for like a gazillion dollars. Um, but I'm excited. Knives Out one was great, and the cast for season two is insane. Still haven't seen it. We'll have to watch that. I do. I, it, it's right up your alley. Um. But I, I think just forget to watch it. <laughs> I think that's all we got for you guys. Um, very fun episode. Yeah. Lot to dive into. That's how it's going to be for the next ten weeks. You have a crap ton of content. Plus, it's only going to pick up when Andor comes out. Yeah. So that's why you got to follow us at Streamer SZN on Twitter, Instagram. Follow Dylan on Twitter at Dylan Mazzola. Follow me at KBIZZL three one one. Send us your Dragon Scrolls. Tweet at us during House of the Dragon. Let us know your thoughts, theories, good or bad, or in between. Tweet at us. Slide in our Instagram DMs. If you follow yeah. us on Instagram, we'll be posting about it on all of our social medias to send us you know, everything that we, you want to talk about. We're going to read them on every single show mm -hmm. for the next 10 weeks, as yeah. we did on this one. So. Exactly. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. And despite this crazy schedule we have, like it's bender of shows, if you will, um, let us know what you want us to watch. Subscribe I'll on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And in a five-star review, listen to what Dylan says every Let week. Let us know. Let us know what you want us to watch. Uh, there's a ton of stuff out that is, like, in our backlog of things we're going to watch once, you know, things slow down a little bit with the shows and everything, which um, I think once December hits. What's worse than one giant bubble? 
two giant bubbles. <laughs> and we got about three. Yeah. Um, so let us know what you want us to watch. Leave a five-star rating and review on Apple and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel where you get full video episodes of streamer season and every Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast. And like we said on tonight's show, if we get to 1,000 subscribers, I watch season one of Game of Thrones. Dylan will cosplay as something of your choice in the YouTube comment section. I'll regret that, but yeah. yeah. And uh, just like we said, you can also send your Dragon Scrolls, your She-Hulk theories in the comment section below on YouTube. Smash that like button, ring the bell icon, and comment down below. And be a friend, tell a friend. Share the channel with your friends and family. And a uh, big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Tomahawk Shades, Pickup, Kenwood Beer, and Bino Board. All of their information is linked in the show notes on audio and in the description on YouTube. This has been another episode of Streamer Season, the exclusive streaming platform TV and movie podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. For my fellow Cowabunga boy, Cowabunga. Dylan Mazzola, I'm your boy KB. And until next week, we're going to go ride some dragons and hulk out with our muscle mommy. Mm. See ya! Thank <laughs> you.